0: Welcome to Folk Roots Radio, I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now coming up, we're very pleased to bring you an in-depth interview with Toronto singer-songwriter Jerry Legere. Now Jerry is supposed to be touring Europe this spring in support of his ninth studio album, Time Out For Tomorrow. But unfortunately, like the rest of us, he is self-isolating at home as we wait out the first wave of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Now, Jerry's keeping himself busy. He's playing some live stream shows. And he's also just released a surprise 10-track lo-fi collection, Songs from the Apartment. So stay with us on Folk Roots Radio as we go in conversation with Jerry Legere to chat about his music and both new albums. But before we get there, from Songs from the Apartment, this is Jerry Legere with her train of thought. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
1: when you're sorry but nothing matters pillow talk missed the mark truth was scratching at the bark it's a special blurs you in she's incredible where you've been loose shoelace trouble at home faint fragrance you're never alone you will let off a train of thought. You will let off a train of thought. Bet you only had one last stop. When you will let off a train of thought, you'll take a lifetime to know the answer. Keep searching deep in the cupboard Misquote, maybe you're dead Top it floats, things you misread You were let off a train of thought You were let off a train of thought But you only had one last stop when you were let off a train of thought Let's barreling down the tracks of mistakes pushes you out of the car with that clasp in the brakes. Feel like faking falling in love but you forget if the heart really hurts and the front gates won't let you pass cause all you're seeing is a man in a mask you will let off a train of thought you will let off a train of thought Bet you only add one last stop when you will let off a train of thought you will let off a train of thought you will let off a train Train of thought Bet you only had one last stop When you were let off A train
0: of thought That's acclaimed Toronto singer-songwriter Jerry Legere with a new song Her Train of Thought Now that's actually from a surprise New 10-track lo-fi collection Songs from the Apartment Out now on Bandcamp Recorded solo at home These are songs that Jerry had written quickly demoed, but never got round to doing anything else with them. Well, they are now out in the world, and some of them, like a lot of Jerry's music, are really, really good. Yet this spring could have been so different. Jerry should have been on an extensive European tour to promote his very well-received ninth album, Time Out for Tomorrow. But instead, like the rest of us, He is sheltering at home as we wait out the first wave of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Which I guess that means it's not too difficult to get hold of a very busy touring artist to chat about his music. It's my great pleasure to welcome Jerry Legere to Folkroots Radio. It's great to talk to you today.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: So I have to ask, how are you bearing up being in isolation at the moment?
2: uh well in the beginning it it was uh it was quite stressful uh, uh uh yeah I mean with the tours being cancelled uh the it was it was very busy but very stressful dealing with that of like the cancelled dates and the announcements and you know, looking at other things uh other realities that that revolve around that uh but eventually you know a lot of us are uh yeah we're we're at home. I've started to embrace the downtime that I have. Of course, I'm taking everything very seriously, and I hope that we get things get back to normal sooner than later. But uh, there's been a real mix of continuing to be creative uh, around the apartment, playing and reading and writing and stuff, and also uh, just enjoying relaxing, which is something that, I realistically haven't been able to do for a long time because there's not really a day off in in this line of work
0: which is the really the the problem that we're in and has been highlighted by this pandemic is the fact that so much of your income depends on actual touring and if you can't tour no income.
2: Yeah, that's been quite stressful and uh and uh, yeah originally initially when when this when when this first uh, started getting pretty serious and hitting us uh, at home here, that was very stressful. It was very devastating in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I I want to thank uh, fans and supporters. that have bought more merch lately than than normal, and have checked out some of these online shows that I've done sporadically so far. Which I want to keep doing it sporadically. So. It doesn't become stale. And there's been some nice donations from that, too. So it's been very heartwarming feeling the support from fans all over, really. And, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And, and of course, like I'm, I'm constantly thinking about what everybody else is, how they're doing. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, quite, uh, it's quite a time that, that we're all uh, living through right now.
0: It certainly is. Now, I wanted to talk to you about the songs from the Apartment album, because, you know, you said, well, you know, you took a bit of downtime, you know, realized that, you know, this is, you know, so far out of left field, it's, it's, it's from another dimension, but we've got this situation, you know, you were trying to work out, you know, how you move forward. I think it was great that you decided to put out this 10 track collection. Was that something that you had been thinking about that maybe one day soon you might decide to put those tracks out? Because, you know, you've got nine albums now, building a great reputation for your songwriting. And I could see that, you know, you'd say, well, you know, these are tracks that have been kind of sitting around. Nothing's really happened with them. Maybe I'll put them out. But what was your motivation when you were going through this?
2: Uh, Well, it was about the second week. But I, I was just very stressed out having to, to deal with, with everything that was going on. And, you know, the people at the label were a great help. But, you know, there's, yeah, there's just a lot of things that, that I needed a break. I needed something uh, as a bit of therapy. And, and so one day I just thought about, well, you know, the, uh, there's all these songs that I haven't revisited because they would be part of uh, a bunch of songs that that I would write for the next record. And, you know, there might be 30 or 40 of them. And then Mike Timmons and I, who produced the last few records, you know, we would choose 20 out of those and then, you know, go in the studio and narrow it down to 15 and release, you know, 10 or 12 or something. So I knew that there was like a lot of songs laying around that were probably, you know, pretty good. And some of them stood out in my mind, in the back of my mind, like, oh, that's a great song, but they just didn't fit with what we were doing at the time. And then things move on. I write more songs. I'm fixated on on the the most recent ones, naturally. So this was a good opportunity to go through uh, those old demos, some of these songs that were written, recorded right after, and then never touched again, never played again. I never played them again, on, you know, uh, uh, just around the place, you know, on the guitar. Like, that is, I don't even remember writing. But so it was therapeutic to go through them and, and put together a, a collection. And, and I thought it would be nice for, you know, the fans. And it'd be good for me as well if if uh, if there was a nice response to it that, that would help, you know, uh, uh, a few things for me, you know, like financially too. And it, and it did, you know, it, it did help a little bit um, when it was really rough over a month ago where it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, you're just stressed out. And, and uh, yeah, it, it really, it, it serves its purpose in a few different ways. And I'm really happy with the response to it for just, a surprise record that's not a major record. I mean, Time Out for Tomorrow is still the one that we're going to be touring when things, you know, are, are, are a bit more clear.
0: Well, we'll talk about Time Out for Tomorrow in a few moments. I did want to ask one last question about the songs from the apartment because one of the things I've noticed, and I think I said this in my intro, there's some really good songs on here, and I guess some of them you may end up deciding to to bring them out again and perhaps you know record them properly.
2: Yeah, I mean, you never know. Uh, it, it could happen. I certainly thought about uh, a couple of them that um, it would be fun to uh, 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 reintroduce reintroduce to the band when when we we can get into the same room again. And, and uh, you know, there's one uh, "Can't Stop a Bridge" that needs to be burned, and I thought oh, that would be a great one with the band. And I remember trying it with the band. You know, we just couldn't we just couldn't get it to where I, I felt it had the same energy as you hear in in that solo version on on uh on songs from the apartment i we we just couldn't match the intensity, but I'd like to revisit it now um or uh, not now but when we can and her train of thought I, I i don't know why uh that was only that was written uh right before a time out for tomorrow i I, I don't know I kind of just got away from us, I think. Or, or, you know, Mike didn't see it as a contender compared to the other songs. I don't know. I quite enjoy it. So I've been playing it uh, uh, on the the online shows. I've been playing it quite frequently.
0: Yeah, there's certainly songs that I definitely will want to play. And I want to encourage as many people out there as possible to, you know, if you love Jerry's music, and you really should because he's a fantastic songwriter definitely check out Songs from the Apartment. It is available on Bandcamp. And Bandcamp are one of those companies that, you know, actually I think does much better for for artists than some of the other online places that I'm not going to mention today because I am in radio. What what I'd like to do now, Jerry, is I'm going to take a break with another song and let's talk about Time Out for Tomorrow. We're going to play one of my favorite songs from that album. This is Tomorrow in My Mind and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
1: (laughs) The daylights taking flight across the valley of the sky Girl hums to a guitar strum and the water drums behind I sing upon the rocky sound. Think of things that are too long gone Tomorrow, you're mine Tomorrow In my
3: mind
1: Flying balloons, I wish I knew How the wind decides its road Twists and bends won't find home again to see how much you've grown. But I'm right on your tail. Oh, I can't wait till I make my bail tomorrow. You're mine tomorrow in my mind. Emotions shaking, eyes are waking for love Summer stands, ice cream stands, the wish will play their card I see you there like every year and you never seem too far So many things I want to say But don't reach you on a magazine page Tomorrow,
3: you're mine
1: Tomorrow Tomorrow, you're mine Tomorrow In my mind
3: Hi there, this is Ellen Fraze, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall.
0: That's Jerry Legere with Tomorrow in My Mind from his great new album. I was going to say new, came out in November, but he's just released a lo fi collection 10 uh, tracks, songs from the apartment, released during the COVID 19 coronavirus pandemic. Jerry is at home in Toronto. He should be in Europe on tour at this time, and I probably should stop mentioning that because he is our special guest on the show, and I'm sure it is a very frustrating time for him. But one of the things I love about your music, Jerry, is this, that you're just such a consistently great songwriter. You Nine albums you've put out now. Time Out for Tomorrow is the most recent. Your last three albums have been produced by Michael Timmons from Cowboy Junkies. Uh, you must be pretty pleased with where things are going, obviously, bar the pandemic that's going on at the same time.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, and also uh, some nice things that you said there. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it's it's really, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for uh, a while now because that's, you know, what what I know and need to do. It's so good as of late with this last record, the last couple of records. It's, it, it feels like it's gone up. A few notches where more people, especially outside of Canada, have been getting into what I'm doing and you know getting 100% behind it. the tour that would have been happening right now was an important one uh, in relation to how the last record has been received over there and how it's been selling and stuff. But you know, I, I have more of like an opti- uh, optimistic view on it it is being rescheduled a a bunch of the days have been rescheduled and not announced yet for, for next spring. You know, I just feel like we'll be even more triumphant, you know, we'll, you know, nobody's forgotten us yet. And, and it's just been nothing but, uh, support and different people checking in. So I, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. You know, it's just number one thing is for everyone to stay safe and, and healthy and you know, get through this so we can, we can rock and roll and, and people can come see us, you know. And so I'm I'm trying to stay positive about all kinds of things, you know, what else can we do?
0: Well, you know, this certainly is a great album. And I, I got to say, you know, coming on after the three, well, you've got the three Michael Timmons produced albums now, 2014's Early Riser, the fantastic Nonsense and Heartache, which was the wonderful double album from 2017 and then the most recent album "Time Out for tomorrow that came out in november you know one of the things i love is that you you do love to rock out but you also can bring in that 70s singer-songwriter sensibility it's which is I, i guess that's that's why i just absolutely love nonsense and heartache because not only was it this double album but it came on double vinyl and you could pick you know am i in a mellow mood or am i in more of a rocking mood this album i think you were almost trying to you know you had to blend the two together but is this really the the way you feel about your music you know the these two sides of you
2: yeah those are the two the two main ones that that show up quite a bit i mean the good thing about roots music is that under that umbrella you know there's there's so much rock and roll and blues country rockabilly you know, and 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 uh, uh, mixtures of of all those things. That's what I love about it. It's very freeing to me. I think I can I can go into different directions within the same album because they're all uh, related to each other in, in some way musically. I mean, with time out for tomorrow, uh, I did have like certain musical ideas that I. I for that one that I wanted to get across. Like, I, I really, when I think of albums uh, or songs in particular by Everly Brothers, you know, like, I wanted to make my own kind of album that I, the feeling that I get from throwing Kathy's Clown on, I, I wanted to get from, from one of my own albums where there's just this real, like, brightness where it, it, it feels good, you know. I wanted to make one of those albums that, or, or it's comforting and uh nonsense and heartache was was very uh raw, especially nonsense, which is uh, i you know I love doing that and uh and time out for tomorrow was recorded pretty live in the studio as well, but there was just uh more structure to it than than some of the other stuff that that I'd done but yeah, those are the two main things I like to rock and roll and I also like to be uh you know just have uh a, a, a story you know just have have the song say what it needs to say in a very uh I guess softer manner however you would would uh describe it
0: can we talk a little bit about working with michael i mean you've worked with michael three times now michael timmins you also mentioned, I think, when we were talking about the songs from the Apartment album, the fact that I guess what you bring the, the songs that you're working on to him and then you sit together and talk about what would work best for a collection. Is that part of what you go through?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I would get, when, we were, when we'd be coming close to making an album, you know, he would say, send me, you know, the songs, send me demos, just like simple demos. And uh, so I would record them all and send it to him. And he would he would come up with, like, a list of 20. Obviously, Nonsense and Heartache, it was... Well, Nonsense and Heartache, it was the same thing, because they were, yeah, like, two very different kinds of records. So, yeah, he would pick 20 out of the batch that he could hear, you know, uh, coexisting with each other, that uh, he could also hear going in the direction that, that uh we wanted the album to go into from what we would pre- what we had previously talked about and and that's good for me that's what I want from a producer you know like Mike's great because he's not uh intrusive you know he's not there to change anything he's there to to best capture what I do and it's also nice getting a second opinion because you know, I write all these songs, like, I don't, I could be closer to some than others. And, and some that I'm really close to, like, for some reason, they just strike something in me, but maybe, you know, there's some other songs that are similar that are, or have different strengths or have more prose to them. So it's really good, you know, getting his choices, you know, I would come up with 20, he would come up with 20, and then we take a look at it again and, and go from there yeah it's been great working with them uh you know i'm sure we'll make another one at some point when when things i mean next year at least early next year we'll be touring time out for tomorrow because we never got to so so we'll the next album will be a longer wait i'm sure than, than normal
0: which which certainly seems very reasonable under the circumstances I'd like to go back to the album and play another song, and I want to play Birchill Lake because this is an interesting song, and I want to dig into the songwriting a little bit because I think this is a, a song that you wrote out of investigating, I think, some of the the ghost towns in Ontario. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend Laura and I and a, another buddy, Sean, we, uh, we took a trip uh, mainly along... Highway seven, uh, leading out to Ottawa, uh, cause there's a lot of, uh, I have these books by this Toronto author, historian, Ron Brown, and, uh, I took some of his books with me and, and we, uh, we visited what was left of a lot of these ghost towns and, and, you know, just interesting places to see. And Virtual Lake, uh, is actually outside of Thunder Bay. I haven't been there yet, but I read about it. And, and one night he wrote Ghost Towns of Ontario, Volume Two, and it was just one of those like moments where you know you hear John Lennon's story of having the circus poster, and and you know it's like there's a song here, you know, "Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite." I kind of had that moment where I was reading this story about Birchall Lake, and there was so many details in it because it was this ghost town that uh, was abandoned, and there was a lot still standing and in fairly good shape. You know, there's a BA gas station that still had stock on the shelves. They just left it. So it just, it it, it it seemed like it was a song already. You know, like a real folk song. And and I I didn't see any evidence of of anybody having that idea yet. I mean, maybe I'm sure it's out there, but I I figured I could do my own spin on it with some poetic license. And and uh, I actually sent it to Ron Brown. I I, I found his email on his website and i sent it to him and, and uh, yeah he liked it he said it was catchy and started recommending some other places for me to see that he had not uh, thrown in a book yet so was, we kind of became pen pals for a little bit
0: let's listen to that just now this is jerry legere with bircher lake from his wonderful 2019 album time out for tomorrow
1: gonna hurry what the old folks say Once was the best man in town around Till so the copper fell The pump shut down <laughs> Playing dominoes in the general store there Ain't nobody playing them games no more Red But you live, just a town Right at the end of Highway 802 Big prospect to figure what it could Great war kept the mines from closing up So the guns were put down, the killing stopped ken Tizzard and you are listening to folk roots radio with jan hall
0: that's jerry leger with Butcher lake from his latest album it's entitled time out for tomorrow i'm jan hall folk roots radio jerry leger is my special guest on the show today he's actually at home in toronto unfortunately he should be out on tour in europe Uh, promoting this wonderful new album. And I should say it's the latest studio album because he did actually just put out a 10-track lo-fi collection, songs from the apartment, songs that had been written and demoed but had never been pursued further at this current time. That's out now on Bandcamp if you want to check that out. As I mentioned, Jerry's our special guest on the show today. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your influences because, you know, one of the things I love about your Songs and especially when you you know send them out with um, your press releases, the fact that you like to talk about some of the people that really, you know, affected you. You mentioned earlier on in the interview talking about the Everly Brothers and Kathy's Clown. One of the things I love when I read through this is you get a lot of the people that I love. You know, Rick Danko from the the band, uh, the great Ronnie Lane from the Faces. I wanted to give you a chance to talk about about Ronnie because in some ways I think. I love Ronnie's music more on his solo albums or his Slim Chance albums than I, you know, necessarily the stuff that The Faces put out, although that was fabulous. I see it in some ways, uh, some similarities between some of these people that you've written about. I mean, uh, Nick Lowe would be another one. You know, the, your own style. I mean, it, tell us what it is about these people that you really love.
2: Well, uh, yeah, Ronnie Lane... Um uh, I agree. I mean, his solo records are, are, uh, are fantastic and, and it's, it's, well, it's all him. The faces, he'd have like one or two songs where he would be singing them and bringing what, what he brings to it. He has a real, uh, there's a real sweetness about him, um, and, and his voice and, and also his writing style and the way that he, uh, arranges the songs, it's very, um, it, it just doesn't seem like it was anybody else's idea, you know? Like, it doesn't seem like he was told that, you know, we'll do this, and, you know, you'll get more radio play, or you'll sell more records. Like, he he just couldn't help but have the songs sound that way, where, I mean, I love Rod Stewart, I love his early stuff, anyways, and then the stuff with the faces, but... But there is kind of like a, an act going on, right? Where I, there's no act with Ronnie Lane and I think I gravitate towards those kind of artists. They don't need, you know, we all deal with our insecurities, but they, but, but they don't need to, you know, put a mask on or anything. Like it, it's still just them and, and, and they go out there and, and they can be vulnerable and, and, you know, I think Danko was, was like that, too. Although, I think that, I think Rick Danko is in the bio just because some people have, uh, you know, felt that. Sometimes because I have, like, a higher register voice. Yeah,
0: you do sound a you know? little like him, yeah.
2: But... <laughs> yeah, so I think, I, I think it shows up in that. I mean, I love the band, like, no question, but it wasn't somebody that I, like, fixated on in the same way that I, I did with, like... uh People like Dylan and, and, uh, Leonard Cohen and Lightfoot and people like that, Elvis Costello and, and yeah, Nick Lowe. I mean, Nick Lowe is somebody that I, I get into more and more as the years go by. I always had a few records laying around, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't until I grabbed an album by him, Dig My Mood, in, in 2013 that, that Mike Timmons actually recommended. That's sort of when, my love for him started and and he's just such a fantastic songwriter like his his songs are so well written they sound like they've always been there they sound like you know Don and Phil Everly yeah they did this one you know he has that that ability and and uh he's for uh, some reason remained more of this like cult figure you know with the guy who had one hit you know kind of like one major hit in North America, yeah, I mean I love all those those guys they're they're just you know, I love people that that are just very true and 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 honest but honest in 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 what honesty is to them at that moment in time, you know, obviously, you change your mind. I have old songs where it's like, well, you know, if I wrote that today, I think I'd change this, I'd put. Leave this out. Oh, am I feeling? I feel this way now. But in that moment, they really just uh, go for it. You know, before we talked on the phone, I was just playing on the guitar an old uh, Loretta Lynn song, Crazy Out of My Mind. And she's another one that's just very, you know, there's a lot of great country singers and a lot of great country writers. But she was just, she's just the real deal, you know. And and I, I'm very attracted to those kind of, you know, outlaws and all kinds of uh, uh, genres, where it's just it's not an act to them.
0: I I guess I was going to say, you know, when I listen to you talk like this, the real deal, I think, is probably the thing that really connects people to you. You know, we're we're going to talk a little later about the fact that. Your popularity in Europe is really growing. There's no doubt about that. The last three albums really sort of blown things out. And you mentioned how you know the connections with the 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 people who have influenced you, the people you love, as far as their music is concerned. But you know, one of the things that really comes through is the fact that you just you know you're a songwriter. You write songs, and then you you bring them together and you put out the uh, the albums. I mean, you you're just constantly doing it, right?
2: Yeah, and I enjoy that. I enjoy making records. Uh, you know, I do. Even though I don't spend months and months recording albums, uh, I don't really have the patience for it. But I do enjoy documenting what, what I've done. You know, like I do enjoy getting an album together and and uh, and putting it out and then touring it. You know, like I, I like. It, it's not the kind of lifestyle that's for everyone. That's why, you know, uh, a lot of musicians end up getting burned out. And I, I totally get that. Fortunately for me, I like that cycle of writing, making a record, touring it, you know, uh, a bunch, and then doing it all over again. It just, it's just like that's my existence. That's what I do, you know. And, I mean, yeah, I wish there was a little more money in it. I mean that would really help, uh, uh, especially at this time. But you know, the, this is what I've chosen to do, and, and I'm going to keep doing it. And it, you know, I've I figure it'll gradually keep going in, in the direction where I, I have a career that that's you know I can just I can just keep doing it till the very end. You know, uh, uh, I mean I'm not. Very. I'd like to have a career like uh, you know somebody like John Prine, who sadly passed away in in all this craziness, and and uh, you know him, Tom Waits. Like there's there's a lot of those kind of songwriters and performers that I really admire the way that they've handled their careers and their music, and and they they really they became legends because they just kept doing it. Just kept going and going, making records, touring, you know, but not, you know, not falling for the, the tricks and stuff. And, 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 yeah, not necessarily getting lucky either, you know, not always making their own luck, but just staying with it. And that's kind of my plan, you know. Maybe by the time I'm 70, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be more known like i don't really i don't really care like i just i just want to be able to keep doing it that's that's the most important thing
0: i'd like to go back to the album and play another track from time out for tomorrow we're going to play the first track on the album which is a great lead-off track uh canvas of gold because i think this is a a song that just gives you a little bit of a a glint into the way you write a song tell us a little bit about this one
2: well, yeah, Camus of gold came in just a real rush. You know, it's it's really it's yeah, it's kind of what we've been talking about. You know, it's a, it's a bit about the the hustle of it, and and it's a bit about uh, just you know just to keep doing it. You know, like I grew up, my dad, you know, he had a really good uh, work ethic. And, uh, and I feel like I get that from them, you know, and, and, and it's important to me to, to work hard at, uh, what I'm doing, you know, like, uh, I'm not one to laze around. And, and so the song has a, a, a bit to do with that, a bit to do with the realities of being, uh, a, a singer, songwriter these days and, in, in in the kind of industry that it's, you know what's left of the the music industry. Yeah, so it, it's it's a bit about uh, uh, you know those things, uh, the reality, but all within poetry and metaphors and stuff like that. Because I also think it's important for these these songs to have to be open to interpretation, so people can apply it to themselves if if uh, you know if they're able to.
0: Well, you know, you, you raise an interesting point because I think we're in very much in the midst of what I'm starting to call the great pause, you know, an opportunity for everybody to reflect on what's important in life. I hear it in a lot of conversations I have, not just with musicians, but, you know, with members of my own family, uh, friends. I hope that when we come out of this, that we can actually all start saying what we want rather than what we get given. I think that would be really nice. That would be make a great difference. But i, I got to say, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Let's listen to Jerry Legere with Canvas of Gold from his wonderful new album, Time Out for Tomorrow. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall.
1: Everything was almost decided when we were young You stayed poor Like your family before And I keep hustling On the back roads And in the cities I sang for me And we always knew Like the driver to the screw What was meant to be And my head was in the dinosaur My heart was in the of the poet and the hobo, That you
3: never heard
1: Lost time in the
3: nice nastro And misery in the fold Cause
1: somewhere in the distance Was a canvas of gold Had ideas looking at the window of a driving mind a two lane frame up and down again for a dream I can't deny and when we got caught in the silence we made amends the wind blew your name to the lock on the chain and my dead thoughts they walked again but my head was in the drift smoke my heart was in the words of the poet and the poem that you never heard. Lost time in an ashtray and misery in a fold. Cause somewhere in the distance was a canvas of gold. off the track, push down the grass, crush the crossing sign When night fell we read a chapter from every book we wrote i say it to you what lies in the truth with the bread we never broke But my head was in the drift smoke, my heart was in the words of the poet Hi, this is Noel Paul Stuckey from Peter, Paul, and Mary. And if you didn't
0: already know it, you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Jerry Legere with Canvas of Gold from his latest album, Time Out for Tomorrow. I keep saying latest album, but he's actually just put out another 10-track lo-fi collection entitled Songs from the Apartment, recorded at home in Toronto. These are songs that Jerry has collected as demos and decided to put out because he is now uh, sheltering at home during the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, but hopefully we'll be back on the road this fall. Jerry Leger is our special guest on the show today. Jerry, you mentioned that your European tour that you should be on now will hopefully happen next year around the same time, next spring. Can we talk a little bit about your live shows? Because, you know, as well as, you know, you have Jerry Leger, Jerry Leger, and the situation, and then you're also involved in a couple of side projects I think, the Delphi's and the Bobfies. Yeah, yeah. How does everything roll out? I get the sense a lot of it is, you know, I mean, there is certain planning now. You're obviously involved uh, with a label through, you know, Michael Timmons now. But uh, I get the, the, uh, the impression that, you know, a lot of, a lot of what you do is, is what feels good. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, planning your live work?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, right? Yeah, you want to be... You know, doing what best represents you. And, and, uh, yeah, like when I'm out with uh, the situation, of course, that's like the full band. And and those are, you know, guys that I've played with for a very long time. But then I also do solo shows or duo shows. It really depends on what the scenario is, the kind of tour that I'm on. Of course, what the finances are, too, because, you know, it costs money course, to, to bring the band out. And then the Delphi's is a much looser, you know, that one's very spontaneous where I get together with not always the same musicians and it, it can range in, in numbers of musicians at the same time. You know, nobody knows what we're going to do. Like, I, I just think of a song in my head that could be, you know, some old cover that I haven't played and, a dozen years you know and and we just feed off each other, like there's no preparation involved, no rehearsals where my own stuff there's there's of course uh not not uh we don't go overboard but but there's definitely rehearsals um in place to uh get the songs down but the you know live shows the great thing I love about live music for what I do is that even those shows that have more structure to them, they're still open to um, um, moments of eighty and, and I, I, I think I'm incapable of doing it exactly like on the record, anyways. But I think that's important with live music because that's, you know, what's more alive than than hearing something a little bit different. In a, in a song that, that, you know, you've heard a, a million times on record or something. I think that's, uh, that's really, uh, 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 what I like to do anyways. That's why I really admire, you know, somebody like Dylan or, or Neil Young in the studio and on stage because, you know, there's still, like Bob's still searching, Neil's still searching, you know, it's, It's, like, that's how, that's important, you know, and and that's what what I've uh, gotten most from those guys. Yeah, like, you you gotta, you still have to have that hunger, you know, or or it just becomes, you know, you're just, like, some entertainer or something, you know.
0: Yeah, which... It's been wonderful to talk to you today. I've got to say, we could just continue and continue because it's been a great conversation.
2: Yeah, I'm all cooped up. I No, could, uh, it,
0: it's good. Yeah, yeah. well, look, it's, <laughs> been, it's been wonderful to talk to you. Jerry Leger. Yeah, Legere, great
2: to talk to you, Jan. Thanks, thanks so much for having me on the show.
0: Jerry Leger, if you want to know more about his music, go to his website, jerryleger.com. You know, we are in strange times. If you love the music of the artist, you listen to, buy their music that is the way you can support them through this uh Jerry has a fantastic catalog i could definitely tell you to buy the last 3 but then ron sexmith would tell you to buy the first 3 uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know there is lots of great music from this wonderful songwriter and jerry i just hope you keep on doing what you're doing we're going to finish with another track from songs from the apartment and i thought it was one of the songs i thought well maybe we'll squeeze this one in we've got time it's Poor Man's Farewell, which we do not want you to be a poor man. Uh we want you to have continue to have a successful career. But tell us a little bit about this song.
2: Yeah, that was uh that was one that I wrote uh uh just before we made an album, album uh, Early Riser. Yeah, that was one that uh that, that, that was it was in the back of my mind. I always really enjoyed it and actually uh Mike and I had an idea of including it as a, a secret track on the album, you know, it'd be the last song kind of like funding calling the clash had the, had train in vain, but it, it, it was, uh, it wasn't on, it wasn't listed. It was just a surprise song, but then we scrapped that idea, but it was definitely one that stuck around. And, um, I, I guess the, the, the inspiration behind it is just that, uh, that whole thing that, you know, uh, uh, the lower class or or homeless uh, uh, people, the the way that they're looked upon by others, you know, where it's almost like they don't matter when, you know, there's always a story behind everything. And so I think that, that was the initial inspiration behind that, you know. It's a bit of a sad song, but, uh, but I do... I do like it, and, and I'm glad it, it found a, a home.
0: Well, I'm certainly pleased. I have to say, when you started to talk about secret tracks and albums, bearing in mind you actually put out a double album uh, two or three years ago, I think you should get back to doing that. I would definitely tell Michael Timmons you're going to start sticking an extra track in, because I love those things. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, that was one of the one of the best things about the, the good old days, which we hopefully will get back to. And as far as you're mentioning the homeless, yeah, I think... People are starting to realize that they are a little bit more important when we're dealing with a pandemic. We need to think about yeah, those people.
2: Yeah, it's so. It's just yeah. It's very um, yeah. It's awful. Exactly. We, you know, we, we do have to think about yeah. you know how they're they're getting through. It. You know, they're very vulnerable.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I think that's the whole thing. All of these vulnerable people, you know, people who are you know paid little money and yet they're now essential. We need to look at all those things. Hopefully, yeah, we. I will. hope it's
2: a real, real eye opener. I hope this is the, you know, exactly what you're saying. When, when, when we can get back to things that, that you know, all this stuff is is uh, is looked upon again. Because yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I and I have friends and family that are you know essential workers that you know make. They don't make a lot, and yet they're they're being they're essential, and and uh, and in some cases, you know, being like forced to to work because they need to keep making money, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I really hope that a, a bunch of things change for the better from something you know horrible like what we're going through.
0: Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Yeah,
2: it's, likewise, it's been great. Thanks so much.
0: This is Jerry Legere with Poor Man's Farewell from his latest release, Songs from the Apartment. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And stay safe and well out there, and we'll look forward to getting you back on the road.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Lost at sea, curtains torn and dead, couple bucks left to his name, the name he couldn't live up to it. Wealth comes in many moods, no one wants to be poor, either from a broken heart or a notice on the door. Precious feeling Gonna either be Bought or sold He wanders through Your back streets Hangs around Where you grew up Looks at the same Blue sky Waits at the same Bus stop It's a struggle, another sleepless night Puts both hands upon his chest and lonely cries Farewell to my sister, to my brothers too Farewell to friends, I'm sorry I never held on to you Goodbye to all the sweethearts, the ones who have forgotten about me I set fire to most of those bridges, but I'll see you in my dreams.
0: That's Jerry Leger with Poor Man's Farewell from his 10-track lo-fi collection Songs from the Apartment, which you can now find on Bandcamp. And that's all we have time for in this hour of Folkroots Radio. You can check out this episode again on demand via our website at folkrootsradio.com alongside many other interviews and radio episodes. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folkroots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with another track from Time Out for Tomorrow. This is Jerry Legere with The Beautiful. That ain't here. Stay safe and well, everyone. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. We'll see you next time.
1: I was sobbing while I was laughing Kept on going as you were leaving I was crazy or something like that And the blue moon was still beautiful I took a walking path but kept looking back To see no excitement on your face And the carnival wants you so And the stars won't let you go but you have places to know
3: that ain't
1: here I stuck my thumb out On the scorch roll Forgot about What you said before That I loved you Like a sinner Wouldn't know how And you remember Life's less. Most people, they're just full of it But I've seen what our dreams can really do So we sang our favorite song That everyone grew up on Yeah, we sing it all Oh, my